everyone, and welcome to our fourth episode of Our Journey Through Childhood Cancer with your host, Ben Schroyer. If you're new to this podcast and you haven't listened to the first three episodes, I definitely encourage you to go back right now and listen to those three. That way you can stay up to date on this story and this timeline. Because listening to this episode, you might not truly understand where we're at in our journey. In this episode, though, however, we're going to talk about the fear of the unknown. You know, the greatest emotion of all of mankind is fear. And the worst kind of fear is fearing the unknown. In a childhood cancer journey, the unknown is our everyday life. We don't know from one day to the next what's going to happen. Will there be a harsh side effect? Will everything go smooth? Will our child take a turn for the worst? What are the accounts and labs going to be that morning during rounds? Now, these are all the things that, that we don't know, and we never know. These are the unknowns in a childhood cancer journey. And they, let me rephrase that. These are a few of the unknowns that are common in a childhood cancer journey. If you looked up, the definition of unknown or uncertainty, there definitely should be a, a line there for childhood cancer. Probably any type of cancer, but definitely childhood cancer. But what is fearing the unknown? I mean, what is it, right? Fearing tomorrow, fearing not knowing what's going to happen? Well, I can tell you what Google says. Google says fear of the unknown refers to anxiety around unpredictable situations or events. Uh, that sounds like childhood cancer to me. It can also link to things that people find unfamiliar or strange. Well, yeah, I mean, childhood cancer is very unfamiliar and very strange to many, many people. Individuals are likely to experience fear of the unknown when there is lack of information. Gee, I wonder if that's possible in a childhood cancer journey. It's just like this whole fear of the unknown is almost a definition of childhood cancer. Well, that pretty much sums it all up, right? So the question is, how do we deal with this fear? Well, if you're asking me, it's faith, right? The only way to conquer the fear of the unknown is to have faith in something. Now, is that the doctors? Is that God? Well, for us, in our journey, I believe it was a little bit of both. I mean, we definitely had to have faith in our doctors. But we had to have a lot of faith in God as well. And you'll hear me continue to touch on this because God really helped us through our nightmares. I truly believe that. We relied on them a lot. So in the last episode, you know, we talked about Hannah going through her second round of chemo. We talked about the loss of her hair, what the boys in Hayden's team did, you know, shaving their heads. We talked about life outside of the hospital. We also talked about my mom being diagnosed with breast cancer and having to learn to deal with that. One thing I failed to mention and I definitely need to mention it right now. Once we learned of mom's diagnosis, 
the only person that was not down here in Florida with us at that time was my brother. You know, he had prior obligations. and He couldn't get away from work and school and totally understandable. But when mom was diagnosed and, and we had this going on with Hannah, you know, he put those obligations aside and came to be with the family. My brother, Matt. And I want to take a minute to let all of you know that there is a reason the fourth episode didn't get released last Friday. There's There's been a little bit of delay in releasing it. I know I've gotten a lot of emails about it. Uh, and, and we're going to definitely continue the the podcast, I promise. Like, we just had a little bit of a setback, a little delay in, in releasing episode four. And But I just want to let everybody know that, you know, last week, my little brother, Matt, he got married. So he married the love of his life. We had family and friends in town, and it really took us, you know, time away that I normally can dedicate to the podcast. So, you know, when I do a podcast, I want to make sure I give 100%, right? I don't want to just go through the motions or, or say something just to, to throw something out there. I want to make sure that what I say can help you all. So I took some time off to spend with family and friends and celebrate my little brother. And I'm glad I did. And I want to throw a shout out to that real quick. You know, congratulations to my little brother, Matt, and his newly wife, Elif. You know, I hope you guys live happily ever after. And I'm, I'm truly happy for you both. I, I really am. And I just want to let everyone know the reason for the delay to take a moment to say congratulations, congratulations to the newlyweds. So. Anyways, back to our journey. Matt came in once he heard of mom's diagnosis. And it was nice to have my entire immediate family together during this very difficult time in our lives. Hannah was preparing for her third round of chemo. But before that round, they needed to harvest some stem, stem cells. So a part of Hannah's medical plan, and her treatment plan, was that they had to go in at some point and, and pull stem cells out that they send off to be reharvested, whatever it is they do with those stem cells, so that when it comes time for her bone marrow transplant, that's her donor. She is her own donor. It's really kind of amazing how they do it. They pull her stem cells out, they send them away, they freeze them, they reharvest more, they get more or whatever, and then they have them to put back in her. So those are all good stem cells. So it's kind of cool how, how, how that happens. Well, in order for that to happen, you know, she has to go into clinic. Her, her numbers have to be good. And then she has to get admitted for the procedure of the stem cell removal. So in order to do the stem cell removal, they have to have so many stem cells for it to work on the first try. A lot of times it doesn't happen on the first try. A lot of times it takes more than one procedure to get all the stem cells they need. And it's a crazy amount of stem cells. I mean, I'm talking like, and I'm talking out of my head again, but I believe it's like 40 million plus stem cells that are in her body that they gotta they gotta hit that number. So she goes into clinic. Thankfully, her labs are good. 
Everything looks good, checks out good, so they send her upstairs for the procedure to remove the stem cells. Amazingly so, she gets through this first procedure with more than enough stem cells. And looking back on some of the notes from my wife's stuff before, I, I think the number, like I said, I read was 40 million. They got something like 950. 950 million stem cells. I mean, that's a lot of stem cells. And was, I remember joking with my wife about it, saying, uh, well, can they keep some of those on ice for maybe a later date? For if... And yeah, the answer is yes, they can. They got more than what they needed for her bone marrow, and they'll continue to hold on to the others just in case there's ever a situation where she might need them again. Or maybe, possibly, be able to save somebody else's life with hers. How cool is that? So, yes, research has a very, very long way to go in the childhood cancer world. But some of this stuff, and some of the newer stuff they're coming up with, is amazing. And I'm glad it's working. Because these are the things that has to happen to be able to make our children better. So Hannah's preparing now for her third round. Since her stem cells have been pulled and, and she's got enough, now we got to prepare for the third round of chemo, right? So we go home for a few days, has to go back in. Her labs are good. Ginger's Aunt Mindy comes into town to stay with Ginger at the hospital. Just like I said before, we generally like to make sure somebody is with Ginger at the hospital just for an extra set of ears, eyes, and what have you. Ginger still, trust me, I'm not taking anything away from my wife. Again, I, I know I mentioned this in the other episode. She was amazing through this whole journey. Hannah would not still be here today if it wasn't for my wife and the level of care that she provided for our daughter. So I'm so grateful for and there was many nights that Ginger did stay at the hospital without somebody there. So, but we we tried to always make sure somebody was there. So Mindy came into town, was going to stay at the hospital with her, and my niece and nephew Cody Ray and Cody and Reagan came into town to to see Hannah and and be a part of this journey as well. So it was so nice to have have all of our family in really to to be able to be here and be a part of this journey. So Hannah gets cleared for round three by clinic, and she gets admitted to start. The first dose of chemo sent her into an anaphylactic shock. She couldn't breathe. Her lips started turning blue, and all the bells and alarms were going off in the room. The medical team rushed to her bedside and started working on her, and giving her EpiPens, et cetera, whatever it took. But they eventually got her back, and her color started to return to normal. And now, I wasn't there for this. My wife and her aunt was. I was just told that this just happened because I, I was just arriving to the hospital. I, was, I think I was in the parking garage when all this was going down up there. And, and I'm glad I wasn't in the room because I truly don't know how I would have handled it. You know, she filled me in and, and it crushed me. I mean, we're not even halfway through this journey and this happens? Well, what's next? 
it made me start fearing the mortality of my baby girl. It, it really did. Like, you know, is she going to make it through this? And these are the bad days. The days of uncertainty and a childhood cancer. These are the days I pray no parent ever has to go through. But so many do. And many have. It's not right. And it most definitely is not fair. You know, I saw a shirt the other day that I want to get actually for myself. It said, behind every strong person is a story that gave them no choice. Nothing further from the truth on that one. People always ask me, they've asked Ginger, you know, how in the world are you so strong? You guys are so strong, etc. It's not like we had the choice in the matter. No one ever truly knows how strong they are until there's only that as a choice. Fortunately for us, the rest of round three went a lot better. She did well. From the moment forward, they started giving her Benadryl from like every chemo just to make sure if there's an allergic reaction that this would help subside, subside that, right? To, to say I was scared and worried and feared of the unknown would be an understatement, though. Because after that incident, it's like, well, is this going to happen every time? Even if she's on Benadryl, will this happen every time? You know, I, I remember going home that night after all this went down. And, you know, some of the stuff that I share on this podcast is very personal to me. But I feel like if I don't share it, then I'm not being real with you all. The only way I know I can truly be truthful with all you all is to share everything that that I remember. And I remember going home that night <clears throat> after her anaphylactic shock and going to my bathroom. And like I said before, this is where I like to go to vent, you know, so I, I could vent and, and get upset and, you know, just just release all my emotions in that bathroom so my my boys didn't have to see see any of that but i remember going home and i remember going to the bathroom and i remember falling to my knees and bawling and begging god to have mercy on us i wanted him to please take take it from her and give it to me just as i know all of you who have done the same thing. I, I know I'm not the only parent that's fallen to their knees and asking God to please take it from take it from them and give it to you because I beg for that nightly. These kiddos deserve so much better. And running a childhood cancer foundation isn't as easy as everybody might think it might be either. And in doing so, I. I relive some of the fears and the unknowns every day. You know, so many families we help, some of them we get really close to. When when those families get bad news and relapse, or even worse, don't make it, 
it adds so much more weight on the past emotions that I already have. You know, th- there's a there's a boy we've helped, you know, now a couple times, and he's near and dear to our hearts here at the foundation, not just on with us, but with the Ravens as well. And we followed his entire journey. You know, I was at my brother's wedding rehearsal dinner, and I get the get this message, and the news said the doctor said there was nothing more that they could do for him, and you know they had to take him home and put him on hospice. Now here I was, you know, actually enjoying the evening with my family and friends and celebrating my little brother and his soon-to-be new wife, and and I get this news. I guess it's just the cross we have to bear, you know, running a foundation like this. And I pray for all these families every night. And I pray one day, you know, we can truly find a cure so no family ever has to go through anything like this. Now, I want to get into the next chemo stage, you know, her, her next round four. But there's so much that goes into that one that I'm going to have to cut this one now. But I, I want to thank you all for tuning into this episode. I have it already arranged to have some special guests on for our next episode that goes along with our, season, our episode four and our chemo, you know, episode five, actually, sorry, and, and our next round of chemo, chemo round, round four on that one. And as we continue this crazy journey of childhood cancer, you know, we're all going through this together. So thanks again, everyone. And don't forget, you can always email me if you want to. You can always email me if you have something you want to say to me, if you if you want to be on the podcast, or if you want me to share a story that you may have. I'm always happy to do so. Keep the emails coming, guys, because that's what keeps me motivated to continue to do this. I've I've had over 50 emails since since this thing has started, so it's really cool to see all the people who are getting behind this podcast and and truly getting something out of it. And that's what we're here for. And that's what I'm here for. So, God bless you all. Take care, have a good night, and we'll see you next week on episode 5.